Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, guys. Bill Spadia here. I hope you've been enjoying our speaking series, especially everything that uh, I've been talking about over the past few weeks with speaking COVID with uh, different doctors and infectious disease specialists and all the things we're bringing you. We tried to make it a little more serious, although Jessica was right a few weeks ago when she said what we really need to get back to is talking about food. So I promise you next week, we're going to be talking about food. But this week, uh, not really a COVID conversation, but Jay had a great opportunity to talk to a comedy club owner. Jessica went to the comedy club, and we wanted to bring you this interview. I have no idea what the guy's going to say, whether I'm going to agree, disagree, or somewhere in between. It doesn't matter. It is there for you to digest. And as I say every week now, remember, go to the app. It's a free app, New Jersey 101.5. Go to the app store, download it, whether it's Apple or Android, and sign up for my show. You just click on it. You subscribe to the show during my morning show between 6 to 10 a.m. Every weekday morning on New Jersey 101.5, I answer your chats directly. So if you have a comment for Jay or Jessica, you want to complain about a guest that we have, you want to yell about a guest, or you want to love what they say and think that I should be fired. It doesn't matter. Whatever you want to say, the chat is yours, and I will be back to you directly every morning as I log in. Uh, don't expect an answer right away. It's not as quick as texting me, but anyway, we're getting there. So I'm going to turn it over to Jay and Jessica. Jay's going to introduce our next guest. And uh, Jessica, I definitely want to hear what your experience is like at uh, his comedy club. So uh, our, our next guest is Joel Richardson, who has the distinction of being our last guest right before we went into lockdown in March. And uh, I thought this would be like a nice little bookend. I talk in March 2020 uh, yeah. because I, we, we had a long conversation at that time about what was going to happen to the comedy world and whether or not it would still be there. And, you know, it was so we were so young then, Bill, because we were both like, yeah. well, this, we should be through this by the summer. Uh, but Crazy. so long. And one of the, the reason why I wanted to bring Joel on was because he's one of the few guys who is very much still thriving in this climate. He adapted, he figured it out, and he's bringing in huge names. In fact, he talks about uh, Andrew Dice Clay is coming Valentine's Day to, to his, I mean, he's big, big comedy names that he's bringing in. And I wanted to talk about how he did that and how effective it is. And when I talked about it, Jessica said, oh, I'll go to the comedy club. Jessica, what's your review? How did he do uh, fixing all these problems? I feel like Joel is like a hero down there. That was awesome. The show was a lot of fun. Uh, just like the whole atmosphere. Have you been there recently? I haven't been there since he put up the dome. I was there when it, the, before the dome came in. He has an outdoor heated dome to bring in the axe. I was there in, in fall before it got too cold and he needed to build that. So I'm driving up through Royersford. Don't know where I'm at. Following my GPS. Not sure where I'm going. You turn a corner and you can see this dome from outer space and it says Joel's name massively all lit up on the side. And then you walk up and there's like a beach there. There's like sand all over the ground. Yeah. And then that, there's that he, he had. So yeah. it was definitely fun to go and do because 
I mean, what else are we going to do in quarantine? Um, But yeah, it was interesting. And it it was a cool setup. Yeah, he was saying during the interview that, believe it or not, like Royersford has become kind of a destination for people in the area only because there's not a lot of places that are doing live events at this scale simply because they can't. I mean, even if they wanted to, they can't. So he built this dome and uh, I really sort of like the spirit of innovation and keeping this going. It was amazing. And uh, I, I think you guys are really going to like uh, Joel and how he did this. I love it. Well, thanks guys. Thanks, Jay. Thanks, Jessica. So enjoy this conversation. And again, any comments, questions, or guests that you want to see us interview and have on, uh, hit me up on the free New Jersey 101.5 app and chat with me. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, and I am here. Well, not really here, but uh, I'm being joined via phone by Joel Richardson, literally the only comedy club owner still making a living in uh, the post-COVID world. How are you, Joel? Good, man. Just trying to trying to hang in there and survive just like everyone else. Man. Well, I, I mean, forgive me for saying so, Joel, but you seem to be thriving. Like, you're the only guy I know that's expanded business in COVID. I mean, you've always been a hustler, but my God, it feels like uh, this, this hit and you were like, I'm not going to roll over and die. I'm going to take this challenge head on. Yeah, and that's definitely true. We were thriving over the summer, and then as the, uh, I would say November and December were both months that we took a huge beating um, until we, we, we got this dome up and running, and now um, we're doing the dome shows and getting people out to, again, that, you know, all the restrictions came out, and people were scared to leave their houses, so now we have to remind people that it's still safe, and um, and we have a heated, socially distant dome. Right. Um, and, and, and we're starting to gain momentum again now in 2021, now that things have opened back up again. Um, but the perception is always that we're doing well because we never stop moving and we're figuring it out. Um, but just just like you, uh, when you did our shows back in June, um, before we had the dome, we just were doing shows in like a, a revolving circus in different parking lots around Montgomery County and in right. Pennsylvania. Um, but but we're, we're uh we're slowly picking up momentum again, but it's great to, you know, people don't know my bottom line, but it's great that people have that perception. <laughs> well, I mean, here's the thing, and I've said this on Twitter a whole bunch of times, and I don't work for you enough, Joel, to to have to kiss your butt about this. Uh, you know, <laughs> is it, we, uh, we, we only work together once or twice a year when both our schedules, uh, you know, line up. I'd work for you as much as I could. But I admire, you know, anybody that is in this business and isn't out of business. Um, you know, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to comedy, and I'm including Carrot Top into that. Uh, <laughs> with, yes. uh, but y- you did not stop, and I honestly think that when things come back, you're going to be one of the few clubs that is poised to really grow by leaps and bounds because everybody else has forgotten about their clubs. I mean, like if you were a regular patron of a club that shut down, 
uh, you're not going to go back there. You're there. You're going to go to Joel uh, Soul Drills Comedy Club. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, we and we've been fortunate enough. A, a few people have mentioned similar things to that, and you know, I, I hope it's true, man. But you're but you're right. People um, are reminded of us now because we're open, and 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 whenever they feel safe, they become an open. Whether it's a, a month or two months or six months, whenever it is, people have slowly been starting to come out of their house uh, through this pandemic, and a lot of people have said. This has gotten them through um, the pandemic. It's been the one bright spot of of twenty twenty or twenty twenty one, and you know, laughter heals, and and it's it's been proven time and time again. Yeah, I I honestly think too that you know, comedy is kind of uniquely suited for you know a, a like because it's only an hour and a half. It's not like a, a concert where it might go three or four hours. Uh, right. It's you. You can go, you can laugh, and you can get the experience of a live show in a safe space without having to really worry about all the other stuff that comes with it. It's not a long show. It's not a movie. It's, you know, going and laughing and enjoying yourself. Uh, I, I mean, I think it's a great thing that you're doing. And and this is from a guy uh, who is the most scaredy cat person in the world about COVID, <laughs> as you well know, Joel. No, no, it's all good. But you, you know what's funny about that is no one ever understands that I always compare it to a length of a movie. It's definitely going to be 90 minutes. Right. You know, the comics are having fun and maybe, you know, it might last two hours. But when people call to hire me for like a fundraiser or, or a special event, they're like, all right, so how long is, you know, each comic doing like 45 minutes to an hour? Like they do. They think it's going to be like the Titanic. Some sort of some sort, yeah. No, it, it, it's it, it's only ninety minutes to two hours. That's it. Like you said, it's a very short thing. I don't know why some people think that it's gonna it's gonna be some sort of marathon. Yeah, it's uh, it, it, in my opinion, comedy should be like sex. It should last four minutes, and everybody should go home unsatisfied. <laughs> uh, but no, it's, it hurt. Hit them hard and hit them short. Yeah, well, I mean, like, if you go to Vegas, the Vegas show, in part because it's a union gig, uh, it doesn't go longer than uh, 65 to 70 minutes. Anything longer right. than that, they will shut the light off on you. In fact, I remember the, the first time I headlined in Vegas, I was like three minutes over, which in my mind is not over. Uh, right. And I, I walked out and the sound guy was like, he, he met me in the hallway tapping his watch going, hey, uh, you know, you were at 78. This needs to be done at 75. And I was like, wow. And he was like, no, 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 I'm not mad at you. We just have overtime that we have to pay and the club doesn't want to pay that. And I only bring this up to say you in Vegas, you're paying three or four times the, the rate you would pay at Soul Joel's Comedy Club. You're only getting <laughs> 75 Nobody's walking out sad at a Vegas show. I mean, no, it, it, shortness works in a comedy show. Yeah, you, you know, I heard the same thing from another comic. Uh, I, I forget if it was Reno, Vegas, or Atlantic City, but the, uh, they calculate on the other side, not not just uh, from the employee standpoint, but from a patron standpoint, they want people to laugh and then get back on the floor. Right. And they calculated in that four or five minutes, whenever the comic went over, that this is how much... They lost them on the casino floor. Right, right. They, this is just like a distraction to for for right. you to forget that you're losing money. That's yeah. But it's but here the 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 main point is no one has walked out of my Vegas show going, gee, I wish it was another hour and a half. But I have had people leave a two hour comedy show going, yeah, the last fifteen minutes were a little a uh, little much, man. <laughs> uh, it, yeah, yeah. Cut cut it short. Right. 
it's 90 minutes is the ideal length. And, uh, and you know, this just goes back to the idea that, you know, heated dome, 90 minutes, you, you're, you're enjoying yourself. Now, real fast, Soul Joel's, uh, you, what? give me the lineup starting the week of, uh, let's see, this is, this is the week of the what? I forget. The 15th. So uh, give me the, the lineup starting the week of the, the 22nd, Joel. What do you got coming up at your uh, club? Yeah, so we we have uh we we have uh Dan Dan Saint Germain on Friday the twenty second, and then uh, Robert Kelly uh, Saturday. Love uh, Robert right. Kelly, man, he's awesome. Yeah, twenty third, he's coming back. Um, and then we have uh we, have, we just booked Andrew Dice Clay. Wow. Um, yeah, uh, thir- uh Tuesday February sixteenth uh, and Wednesday. February seventeenth. Uh, is there any so, better Valentine's Day gift that you can give your wife than to go see Andrew Dice Clay? Come on. Yeah, come on. Exactly. Oh. Yeah. Listen, that is a huge uh, booking for you, man. That's great. Yeah, we're looking forward to it, man. We have a, a really busy. Uh, and actually, I haven't even uh, posted it online, so your listeners are gonna. Uh, Tim Dillon's coming uh, February nineteenth and twentieth. So, yeah, we got some uh, pretty exciting uh, uh, comics coming up. Where's the best place to get tickets, Joel? Is that Soul Joel's? Yeah, sure, it's souljoels.com, S-O-U-L-J-O-E-L-S, plural.com. And you're, you service, I mean, if you're a Philadelphian or a New Jerseyan, I mean, that's it's like, what, 45 minutes to get out there, right? Yeah, it's not far, and, and if you're coming from outside the area, uh, we do to get discounted hotel rooms, too. Um so it's uh it, yeah, but it's not a far drive. I mean, people drive to New York City and and like you know Atlantic City. It's it's literally become a destination, and it's very humbling to even think about that. But people have been uh, have have been made this an attraction. Well, I mean, when you when you break it down, it's listen. People want to go out. They want to go see a show, and it's scary to see a show indoors. I'm sorry. I, I mean. I, I know that there are people who, you know, they it's a quarter of the, the amount of people there and all that sort of stuff. But if you're following this stuff, and I think that people in this area are, that's a scary thing to do. To know that you're outside, to know that it's heated, to know that it's safe, I think that's, there's people who still want all that stuff without having to worry about any of it. So, of course, it becomes a destination because how many other places are open? Yeah, and, and you know what? And not just with the audiences, but... Uh, the comedic, uh, the, the comics have also liked that about us that we've kept it safe uh, both for the performers and for the audience members. So um, it's it, it's it's a win 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 for everybody around. Oh yeah, well, that's one of the things I really loved about doing the show with you last time uh, was uh, you know you're, we all got our own microphone and uh, you know it's like hey you you don't even have to touch each other's mic because thinking back on it how many times have I inhaled the germs of the person who was on before me and comedians are well known to be full of disease yeah (laughs) well you know what's funny I tell people that that story uh, is that the the first week of February before the symptoms and COVID even became a thing um, I I had a comic that came down from New York and he had a bag full of, of just pharmaceuticals from CVS, and he was like, "Oh, he gave him one of the elbow uh, bumps," and he goes, "You don't want to, you don't want to come near me, touch me, anything like that." And I go, "Oh, no problem." And then he goes and coughs all over the microphone, Ugh. and I never get the flu, Jay. I never get sick. I mean, I've been really healthy um, every year, and. I was down and out for three days. And looking back, I'm like, oh, I probably had COVID before it was a thing. But, like, 
that 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 just was ingrained in my memory that every comic has to not share a microphone and we have to keep them safe as well because they don't know and we don't know it's just it's just been, it's been the best thing and we also did a um a quick survey uh tally in 2020 we had a couple of musical acts and comedy uh to open up for the, the comedy shows and we hired 200 total from january to december 31st um independent artists and then um it was 45 before the shutdown and 155 uh since july 3rd and that's just wonderful i mean i people they give a lot of crap to the idea of like well you know comedians should go out and get a real job and and i probably they should but if, <laughs> if you love this, the only way this continues is if you support the venues that, that right. do it. And because the venues support the comics. There, there's just no way around it. When And by the way, the last time I think we spoke was right at the start of the uh, COVID. I mean, on the podcast, I think, was, right. was yep. March. And I think we were predicting by May everything would be fine. Um, which uh, I, it turned out not to be by May, maybe May 2021. Uh, right, I, and, and I still would have stood, stood by that. I thought July 3rd, everything's going to be back to normal, and it, it's been crazy to think that it, it's, yeah, it's coming up on a year. It's insane, and I, I honestly believe we're going to be at least somewhat back to normal by the summer, and I'm a pessimist. I just I just think that once this vaccine rolls out, but... Some of the stuff that we used to do, I don't ever see doing again. Like, do you ever see shaking someone's hand that you don't know again? No, no. You know what? There, there's a restaurant owner that, that I, I, I frequent, and he, before this whole thing happened, he would never shake a hand. And now I understand it. I, I don't think blowing out candles, I think that's going to be done. Oh, yeah. Gross. Yeah. Blowing out candles. <laughs> shaking a You know, it's one of the. One minor positive of all of this, I haven't been sick in a year, and I always get sick. You were saying you never get sick. If someone a month, five and a half blocks over sneezes, I catch it. And that's so funny. Without having shake, without shaking anybody's hand, wearing a mask when I go out, and my kids being careful and not being in school, uh, I haven't gotten sick. I kind of like not getting sick, Joel. Uh, so absolutely, well, you you have kids. Have you noticed? Like my nieces and nephews, they haven't had the the stomach bug or the sniffles or anything like that. Like they they've been healthy too through this whole thing because they're inter- they're not interacting with the regular classmates. One hundred percent. It's it, like, and I'm not saying that we should go back to virtual school uh, when all of this is done. But I do think, like, you know how our grandparents and I, you might be younger than me. Maybe it was your great grandparents, but there was the depression <laughs> yeah. generation. I think you were a senior when I was a freshman, Jay. Relax. Yeah, so you know we're we're different generations, Joel. You're late millennial, or you're early millennial. I'm late Gen X. Um, but uh, my grandparents were children of the the Depression, and that right. shaped their whole life. I mean, my granddad was probably you know 15 when the Depression hit. My grandmother was 13, and they saved. They they did not believe in buying stuff. Uh, they they used everything until it was a nub. I think that our kids are going to wind up in a very similar position where it's going to be weird for them. Like their great, their great kids are going to be like, well, why don't you hug me, Nana? And it'll be like, cause you're full of germs and it's going to be a <laughs> right. whole different way. I didn't way. even think about that, but you're probably right. It's going to have lasting impressions on that. Well, I mean, my daughter is five 
And, you know, she she turned five in August. So, you know, like for half a year before she turned five and then for a half a year afterwards, she lived through this this lockdown. That's when your memories start. I mean, your real actual memories start around five. She's been shaped by this. Like, she's the one that, like, wears a mask everywhere, watches her hand while singing Happy Birthday. Uh, I mean, I, I think that it's just sort of the way she lives now. So it'll be interesting to see what happens to diseases, especially now. I don't know if you saw, Joel, super gonorrhea is here. What? Super gonorrhea. It's gonorrhea that can't be treated with uh, any antibiotics. Oh, boy. So that happened during quarantine. So, you know, between uh, COVID and super gonorrhea, I expect my kids to live in latex their entire life. Oh my! Well, I, I was just going to make the joke that people of your daughter's generation—they're going to—they're going to think that they constantly have to uh, go number two in the bathroom, and then meanwhile, it's just because they're singing "Happy Birthday" twice while washing their hands. <laughs> yeah. Why do you guys always poop so long? No, I'm just washing my hands. I swear. <laughs> exactly. They're not going to be able to avoid it. So, Joel, let me ask you: going forward, do you do you see the summer being when you can open back up for for you know a hundred percent, or are you not even trying to predict where your business is going? You know, I, I I I did play that game for all of 2020, and and for now, I I think we're just gonna we're gonna s- now stay in our dome um at, for 2021 um because it worked out it worked out so well in the summertime that we're just gonna stay uh, socially distanced uh, as long as we can in in the dome and at least for 2021 we're just gonna keep that business model. Oh, that's great. Well, I will. I promise you, anytime you want me to work, uh, if you'll still have me, uh, I'll be there. Absolutely, man. I can't wait to have you back. Really? Okay, good. I got you on tape saying that. So I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I, I... <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to bait you into it, Joel. Well, you know, it's... And I, I've said this a couple of times, and I've said it even when you haven't been on the podcast. You were, and you still are, but you started as a comic. And yep. it is the rare thing for a guy to transition from from comedy into booking. And if you're outside of comedy, you don't know this. There's a lot of guys who transition into booking who are bitter about stand-up and don't like it. And they're actually kind of mad at the, the comedians that they book. You're one of the few guys I've ever met that transitioned from the performance side to the business side, but still seemed to love comedy and the comedians that you bring in you never lost any any love of the art and it's it's kind of a rare thing to see i mean at some point you probably just get tired of dealing with the comedians but you still (laughs) seem to sit and watch and enjoy the show every time i see you uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, we talked about going to the bathroom. I never leave the room to go to. The, I, I I will sit there. I, I don't miss a minute of the comedy show from start to finish. I, I thoroughly enjoy it. I, I work and bust my my hump to to keep my uh to, to my business afloat. And whenever the show is going on, that's my me- that's my moment to kind of enjoy it. And you're right. I, I don't ever leave. And uh, I I just knew whenever I was starting in this business and leaving corporate America that in order to do this full time, I needed to get into the management and, and the, the promoting side of it and, and uh, eventually owning my own club. But I just still do enjoy going to perform from time to time. But um, I, I know in order to keep having shows get better that I have to take a, a step back and 
hire better comics to to keep the quality of the show evolving. Right, and that's one thing I've noticed throughout all of the uh, the you know 2020. And I assume you you may have gotten a couple of guys who are just looking to perform. But you started a relationship with a lot of big names. I mean, why, like, give me some of the names of the people you've had through the club this year. Yeah, so uh, so so Dave Attell, um, Nikki Glazer, Jim Brewer, uh, Michael Rappaport, um, you, you know, guys like that, and then and then uh, you know uh, Louis C.K., you know Joe List, Mark Norman, Jessica Kirsten. And these um, are huge comedy names. They, I mean, yeah, it's it's amazing. Yeah, and and it's just once those guys came through, uh, you know, I I knew that it was only a matter of time before before you know anyone. Now now it's we have we have street credit. So all those years of cultivating relationships, and, and I probably always pay a little bit more than I should, but it's it's me paying it forward and, and trying to and in hopes that the comics will will come back and work for me and 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 tell other people how fun the shows are and, and how nice I am to work for. It, it means a lot to me that that's all we have is our is our, our our word and our credibility. Well, Joel, you you always take care of the comics, you always take care of the patrons and uh I appreciate you coming on the podcast and I'll say this. Uh I I don't say this lightly. Joel is not a sponsor of this podcast. Uh go to soldrolls.com if you're within 2 hours of soldrolls uh and you've been looking for a chance to get out. I, I can't think of a better way uh, than, you know, go see a big name like Andrew Dice Clay uh, or any of the other names that he has coming through. Uh, com. Joel, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, brother. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.